0: Hey, so I imagine you're listening to this podcast because you're an artist yourself and you want some insider tips, insights, and general advice from artists you respect. One aspect of the business we sometimes discuss on Best Advice is rollout strategies. When you're dropping new music, you want to give it the best chance of getting heard. It's all about reaching the right listeners at the right time. That's why our team at Spotify for Artists built Marquee. Marquee is a marketing tool for turning listeners into bigger fans of your new music. With Marquee, you can send full-screen recommendations of your latest album, EP, or single to the right fans as soon as they open the app. Listeners who see your Marquee are twice as likely to save your tracks, making it a better way to develop your audience than trying to drive streams from social media. To find out more, go
1: to artists.spotify.com slash Marquee.
0: Way back in February, before this season of Human Race even started... I asked you to tell me about your running club or someone special in it. The goal was to dedicate an episode to one of those stories. And I got pretty much exactly what I was hoping for. I received submissions from all over the country. Some zany, some inspiring, some motivating. There's a run club in Nashville that gathers for runs under the full moon. In Virginia Beach, coaches dress up in costumes and offer mimosas post-run. I heard from runners about finding supportive communities in Los Angeles and Pittsburgh. These clubs helped people get faster, happier, stronger. I loved hearing about all of them. But the story of the club that I'm going to share today... Well, I had never heard of anything like it. And its impact, even after spending three days with the club and the people who run it, its impact is frankly hard for me to wrap my mind around.
2: Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La la la, la 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 la, la 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 la.
0: This is from a video that Kevin Shaw, the club's founder, sent in as a part of his submission. And I can't tell you how much joy this video brings me. It's it's a mix of kind of shaky cell phone video and still photos run through the Ken Burns effect. It features a small group of runners and it's winter, they're all bundled up. And they're running on these gorgeous Colorado trails, blue skies of course, Everyone, and I mean everyone, is in a Santa hat. The title credits read, Starring Roscoe, His Merry Elves. It's supposed to say, and his merry elves, I think? Anyways, so you see this um, window-like hole in the rock, and runners are jumping up, poking their heads through, but there's a shadow, so you can't really see their faces. And in the foreground, in front of this kind of rock window, is Roscoe, who's got these amazing, gentle eyes. Again, Santa hat. Roscoe isn't necessarily playing along, but he's not resisting either. I beamed through the entire thing. There was just so much joy and enthusiasm. And, I don't know, I am just such a sucker for enthusiasm. And then, as if that weren't enough, Kevin sent me another video introducing me to the club's three key members.
1: So that was... Roscoe, and this is Cash, and that's Mordecai over there.
0: All right, cue some epic slow motion video of runners in the club galloping. At one point, Kevin stops, and he's high up on this red dirt trail, looking over at a canyon between three intersecting mountains. I mean, this could not be further away from Brooklyn.
1: So I think Morty says, seriously, this is so beautiful, how could you not want to come out and run, that would just be awesome. Huh Morty? Huh? Ready? Here we go
0: Morty. The kicker here? Roscoe, Morty, and Cash aren't just any Run Club members. They're donkeys. Just think,
1: you could enjoy all of this and more. Come on Rachel, come
0: on out! Honestly, how could I not? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La
2: la la, la 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 la, la 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 la.
0: I'm Rachel Swaby and this is Human Race. On each episode of Human Race, we tell stories about runners and the world of running. On this episode, a run club called Roscoe's Runners, named after an 850 pound donkey named Roscoe. When people join run clubs, they gain community, they get faster. The experience of being with other people in the run club setting can be powerful, it can be transformative, life-changing even. Kevin Shaw's pitch for Roscoe's Runners, it was quirky and fun and homemade. You know, it showcased these three donkeys that run alongside human members of the club. But what became clear to me was that Roscoe's Runners is not, and I'm going to say this again, is not a novelty run club. What's exceptional is that in this club, the life-changing force isn't another human. It's a donkey. <laughs> Full disclosure I have a healthy fear of big dogs and I never grew up around horses. My one and only black eye in life came from being thrown off a camel while I was traveling. So, If you were to tell me six months ago that I would be standing in a stable surrounded by three curious donkeys, voluntarily, I would have laughed in your face. If you would have told me that I would have run with one, at least, you know, attempted to run with one, I would have spit out my coffee. But there I was in June in Colorado Springs, Colorado, with Kevin Shaw, trying to unlock the mystery of these donkeys, and their appeal for the members of Roscoe's Runners.
1: So if you put your hand flat out like that, they'll just nibble it out of your hand. So you just kind of put it right up underneath and they'll just take it straight out it.
0: That crunching you hear, you to give one to Cass that's give one big out. donkey jaws munching on a horse tree. Then
1: you gotta give one to Roscoe.
0: <laughs> We're handing them to the burrows through the fence and you know, it feels like a safe distance. Heaven kindly, is trying to ease me into meeting the club's three stars.
1: So, um, but we can go in and, and um, we'll probably get surrounded because they know we have treats, so.
0: By the way, we are going to be calling these three gorgeous animals burros and donkeys interchangeably. They're the same thing. Burro is the Spanish word for donkey, which is something I did not know before reporting this story. Hey. That is the sound of the gate shutting behind me. Did Kevin mention surrounded? Yes, right, that is exactly what happens when we walk in. Is there a place that I should be petting them? So is there a place love, they do like so or they, don't like?
1: They love this, kind of like a dog. Uh, they're very dusty, butt scratch. by the way. They love the butt scratch. What a burrow loves is right in here.
0: Inside right the ear.
1: inside that ear. <laughs> Of course, you're going to get really dirty hands when you do that. You know? But they just love this. They're like, oh, that's the stuff. You
0: know? I reach my hand inside an ear that's about twice as big as you'd expect. It's like scratching inside an enormous, hairy nostril.
1: Huh. See, I'll just turn his head like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: this
1: is, oh, I'll do it all day. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah.
0: The one getting the ear scratches is Roscoe. He's the club's namesake. And you can see why. He's white and tan, like a milky cappuccino with tons of foam. And he's massive, a foot taller than the other two donkeys. And he's that big because he's a mammoth burrow, which is the largest of the three burrow size classifications. His stablemates and fellow runners are standard burrows. They're that kind of middle size. Those two are named Mordecai and Cash. They look very similar. To keep the comparison going, they're a dark brown, the color of drip coffee, with white rings around their eyes, white on their muzzles and on their bellies. It's only been a few minutes, and I still feel a little skittish about their size. <laughs> I'm being sniffed. I have I have noses <laughs> on both elbows, <laughs>
1: and, and one behind you, too. and it's, one behind me. <laughs> so you see, he's getting more curious. Hi. Than what he
0: is. Roscoe, the big one, is licking Kevin's hand and leaning against me, and both of these gestures are a clear sign of affection. And the other two are just sniffing around. They're sniffing my wrist, my microphone. They're just figuring out who I am and nudging Kevin towards the gate.
1: When you run with an animal, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so they're very curious. He's he's like, well, what's that bracelet all about? Will it taste good? You know, so. and that was cash.
0: They're not stomping or kicking. And I I feel a little bit weird to say this about donkeys, but they're they're almost cuddling. Obviously I knew what a donkey looked like, but I didn't I didn't have any sense of right. Like they do have these like almost like glassy stuffed animal like eyes. They're just huge. But then
1: it's so I always think glassy of like a shark eye, which has like no emotion. These eyes yeah. have so much yeah, emotion. Yeah. They really, really do. And look at Morty's eyes. I mean, just so soft and gentle looking. Yeah. Very deceiving because he is not a soft, <laughs> gentle kind of guy. <laughs> no, you are, aren't you? To
0: understand this story, it's important to understand the three donkeys at the center of it. So I'm going to give you the quick rundown baseball card style. Mordecai. Morty's human partner is Kevin. Kevin loves to run with Mordecai. 22 years old, the oldest of the three. He's a standard burro and roughly 520 pounds. His claim to fame is that he was the mascot at the 2008 Democratic National Convention. He's really good at downhills, and personality-wise, he's a little sudden and unpredictable. He's hard to control. Why did you decide to take on the challenge? Like, what does it say about you that you decided to run I'm with Morty? Yes,
1: maybe? I don't know.
0: And then there's Cash, who, you know, if you're asking me, is kind of like Morty's twin. He's the baby of the group. He's 650 pounds. He loves long runs and hills. Personality-wise, Cash likes to go rogue. He can't pass up exploring a side trail. The challenge, says Kevin, is to keep Cash motivated and focused. And then there's Roscoe, the club's namesake. Roscoe is the mammoth Burrow, and he lives up to his larger-than-life reputation. He's 15 years old, 850 pounds. He loves being around people. He loves running with people. He's most likely to show up at parties, community events, and at the coffee shop named after him. Yeah, you got that right. There's a coffee shop named after him, too. He's slow to react when you run with him and very even-tempered, which means he's the best runner for beginners. Or, you know, me. Because in just two days, I'm going to be running with these donkeys. And when Kevin first emailed to say that the group ran with donkeys, before the video even, the first image that popped into my mind was something like running with the bulls. Less running with the donkeys and more running away from the donkeys. Anyways, I soon learned that that is not an accurate analogy for what running with donkeys is like. We'll get into the story of this crazy-ass sport with gunshots, cliff faces, and real or imagined histories after the break. Donkeys coming through. And now you want to narrate for us?
2: <laughs> well here we are, derby days in famous Cripple Creek Village and there comes our first donkey leading the pack
0: and there's more to come. Oh there's like a little boy leading with a donkey. Yeah. Wow. I'm here with Kevin and his wife, Suzanne, to watch a tiny burrow race taking place in the center of this old mining town. And it's a part of this little celebration called the Donkey Derby Days. Cripple Creek's main street is like this vertical U. So when a dozen or so donkeys take off at the top end of the street, you can see them all zigzagging, stopping, and trotting down the hill.
2: Some people are pulling their donkeys. Some
0: people are pushing their donkeys. The donkeys are wearing a saddle with what looks like gold-mining equipment. They're human companions attached by a sort of leash called a lead rope. It's a small group of runners in a really short course, just a couple of blocks long. The whole thing is more of a show than a competition. Oh, this one is a furry one. The race is over in a matter of minutes. Must be the
1: last ass up the pass coming.
0: (laughs) As a spectator, my takeaway is that it looks both comical and challenging, part dog show and part cat herding. It's a delightful sight. Or as Kevin says,
1: It is a crazy-ass sport with crazy-ass people and crazy-ass asses.
0: But I also wonder, where on earth did this sport come from? To find out, I talked to Tony White. He owns Roscoe, the mammoth burrow, and Mordecai, the not-so-soft-and-gentle standard burrow.
3: Yeah, so people will say, oh, do you run with the donks? I do run with the donks, but it's called donkin, which you run, you jog, you walk, you stop, you chase, you you, 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 you do intervals when you don't want to. (laughs) When you want to go fast, the donk doesn't want to, and then just the opposite. When you want to go slow, he wants to go fast. So that's donkin.
0: And actually, donkin. And Pack Racing, more specifically, has a long history. Pack burrow Racing is one of Colorado's official summer heritage sports. It started in Leadville in 1949. But the history of borough racing, at least according to legend, it goes back farther than that.
3: So, in the old days, one of the urban legends, one of them, because there's more, is that a couple miners would be up Mining for gold or silver, whatever, find something, they have to stake their claim back in town. So they would have their pick, shovels, all their gear. Well, you can't leave that there and go downtown.
0: A miner's tools are his livelihood, after all. And since the donkey is carrying all that gear, the miners couldn't ride them either.
3: You run as fast as you can back to the claim office. Because whoever gets there first stakes their claim and they own that particular area. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's a good story and that's what I've heard.
0: I like this story. I like it because it explains why I heard over and over while I was visiting Colorado that the state was built on the backs of burros. And, you know, that that phrase, built on the backs of burrows, it has a really nice ring to it. But it's also true. Donkeys were extremely important to Colorado's mining history, especially considering the state's mountainous terrain. So donkeys hauled ore carts out of the mines and they served as gear carrying companions to prospectors. Today, traditional mining towns throughout Colorado hold official races that bring in serious runners all throughout the summer. The shortest event is four to six miles, and the longest in Fair Play, Colorado is 29 miles. The rules of the sport honor its history. According to the Western Pack Borough Ass Association, and that's the association's emphasis, not mine, each borough has to have a regulation pack saddle with. Prospector's paraphernalia.
3: You have to have a gold pan, you have to have a pick and a shovel, and it has to weigh 33 pounds.
0: Runners hold a 15-foot lead rope that's connected to the burrow's halter. The halter is the burrow equivalent of a dog collar. So it's like running with a very, very big and unpredictable dog on a leash. And then add lots and lots of them. Here's Kevin explaining the race's start
1: and that is the most chaotic part. Everybody's restless, so think about your own running race, you know, how you know, you're, you're dancing around with your feet, you're stretching, you know, you're nervous, you have all this nervous energy, and add burrows into that and their nervous energy, and then they actually fire a gun, you know, blanks, and that'll get a burrow to go if nothing else will, so that it's just this mad chaos running down the street.
0: Although Burroughs can book it, their overall pace during races is slower. One racer gave me 12 minute miles as an estimate, because as Tony explained, that's Duncan. You're walking up hills, there are fast downhills, intervals when you don't wanna be doing intervals. If we were to trace Roscoe's runners all the way back to the first moment that made the club possible, we'd have to start with Tony. In the early 2000s, Tony was flipping through a magazine, and he spotted an advertisement for a donkey run. And he thought,
3: Shoot, I could do that. So I signed up and I was all excited and I called him. I wanted to know if I need to get my entry in early before it filled up. And I was just, just, I was a nutcase because this is the greatest thing ever. Well, there was probably 20 people there.
0: Keep in mind, Tony had never done anything like this before. He didn't own a donkey, so he had to rent one. The guy renting them asks
3: how fast I was and 20 years ago I was I was okay fast but in my mind I was faster so I lied a little bit said yeah I'm about a 630 minute miler so we go on this five mile race and I'm pulled I'm drug, I'm just everything to keep up with this thing uh, luckily it wasn't a professional race because I had to let go go get my donkey again and But it was the hardest thing I'd ever do. I was sore for three weeks.
0: And this isn't your typical sore legs sore. This is a type of whole body pain. We're talking your arms, your core, your back. All of this comes with wrestling a 600-pound animal. You may be able to hold back on a dog pulling a leash. But a donkey? No amount of human muscle is going to make much of a difference. He didn't know it then. But that one race opened up a new path in Tony's life. Before this race, Tony was a hardcore trail runner, just a little burnt out on his routine. Now Tony is the proud owner of two donkeys. He also owns a donkey-themed coffee shop called Roscoe's Coffee House, named after Roscoe, of course. Since you started running with the donkeys, like, how has that changed your running life?
3: I would never get burned out now. As a matter of fact, I look forward to going up the stables and I think it's because it's a unique experience every single time. It's not just about me anymore, it's about we, it's about how can we overcome challenges together.
0: Tony is Colorado Springs resident donkey evangelist. He likes sharing his experiences and his donkeys that's why he regularly brings Roscoe out to community events. Even out to his coffee shop. Which is how he met Kevin. Three years ago, Kevin moved from Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., to Colorado Springs. And when he moved, Kevin was an avid runner and triathlete. So one day he was riding his bike.
1: I looked up the street and there's this tall guy with this very, very large burro walking down the sidewalk. And I'm like... How, where do you see that in life? You just, you just don't see a guy walking down the street with his pet burrow, you know.
0: Kevin pulls over in order to take a picture of this strange Colorado scene. But by the time he gets out his phone, both the human and the donkey are parked in front of a coffee shop.
1: So I'm like, well, I got to go say hi. I pull around and I had the most stupid question. I said, well, first I said, can I pet your burrow? And he said, well, sure. And I said, well, what's his name? And Tony looks at me and he's like, "You big idiot!" And he points up and there's this big, huge sign with Roscoe's face on it. It says Roscoe's Coffee Shop. And I'm like, "Well, duh! Of course that's Roscoe!" You know.
0: They got to talking. Tony told Kevin about Duncan. Kevin was intrigued. He'd run half marathons, marathons. He'd completed three Ironmen. He was looking for a new challenge.
3: I think runners, um, by nature, have an adventurous soul. They they are they they want to try things.
0: Tony offered to take Kevin out. So how did that first run go?
1: So it was a mix, I would say. So I remember it was snowy. It was January, and and I thought we were doing pretty good. You know, I mean, we were, we were moving, and you know, the top of the hill, it's about seven thousand feet. We give the donkeys a little break. They can they can eat a little bit, then we hit the single track. And I had Morty in front of me, and we were doing kind of a nice, easy jog, and it was flat.
0: Then suddenly, Morty turns off onto a side trail straight down the mountain.
1: And it's snowy, it's a little bit icy, so I'm like skiing behind Morty, and I hear behind me, look out for the side trail, Morty might want it. And I'm like, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we drive you down that, but I got him back turned around and, and we finished the run. But, but so he tested me day one and, and he continues every once in a while to test me and you never really know when it's going to happen.
0: That was January 2016. For three weeks, Kevin visited Mordecai at the stables, not running with him, just sitting there. Letting Morty warm up to the idea of having a new running partner.
1: What I didn't realize was the bond that you form, you know, so it's a lot like having a dog, but you do establish this relationship and it's a trust relationship. It's not easily forged, but once you do forge it, it's very permanent.
0: So Kevin, Tony and Tony's friend, Mike, who owns the third burrow in the stable named Cash. The three of them would go for runs with the three donkeys. By the fall, Kevin, Tony, and Mike were having so much fun donkin' that they decided they needed to share the donkeys with a wider audience. Tony could offer up the coffee shop as a meeting place, Tony and Mike would share their donkeys with people who wanted to run with them, and Kevin, who used to organize a run club in Virginia, he would handle the organization and training for this new one in Colorado Springs. In November 2016, Roscoe's Runners was born. The club is only eight months old, but it boasts over 150 members so far, several of whom are real asses, as Kevin likes to say. Side note, the club gives him license to use ass jokes in almost every conversation. The club meets on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays are long run days, and these happen without the donkeys. Club members meet at Roscoe's Coffee House. They run and then come back and drink coffee and socialize. Before Roscoe's Runners, there wasn't another club in Colorado Springs for people who wanted company on their long runs. Most clubs in the area are weekday focused. And Sundays are a four or four and a half mile trail run. The donkeys join about twice a month. The club started out with Roscoe, Morty and Cash, but now three other boroughs have joined the fun. Flash, patience, and Compostela.
1: One of the ideas of the Sunday trail runs, even when we don't bring the donkeys, is that you know it, it's no ass left behind or no runner left behind. It's the social time. It's not the time to bust out your long run at yeah. X pace and right. and you know do Y distance. It's trail running. Trail running should be playful. It should be joyful. It should be a lot of fun. You know, we stop and we take pictures of each other and selfies and chat and. Sundays for us is just a time to relax and enjoy being in the environment and each other's company. Mm
0: -hmm. On weekdays, Kevin, Tony, and Mike will take out club members individually to teach them about Donkin. Some members have really taken to it. Last year was Kevin's first year participating in Packboro races. But this year, he convinced three run club members to participate too.
3: I I never expected to be sprinting up a mountain with a donkey um, up in Georgetown. That was a first. And uh, and that was amazing experience. It was raining. It was snowing. We're, we're doing like seven-minute miles straight up a mountain face on a cliff. And that was entertaining. It was fun.
0: This is Roland. Roland runs with a donkey named Flash, a newer addition to the club. Was there any moment where you're like, I could lose my life up yes, here? Yes,
3: there's a few moments where you're looking down onto I-70 and you're just like, wow, what if you make one step? You're going straight down that. What do I do with my donkey, you know?
0: Notice Roland didn't say... What would I do? He said, what would I do with my donkey? Because this human-donkey partnership, it isn't just an arrangement of adventure. It's a relationship. After the break, I see how this relationship plays out all across Kevin's Run Club. Also, my attempt to run with an 850-pound donkey. That's after the break.
2: Let's go Roscoe. Come on guys. On the light. Be so excited.
0: It's 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, and I'm back at the stables with Kevin. Tony pulls up with his truck. His truck is hauling a red metal trailer with a big Roscoe's coffee house logo zip-tied to the side. Mike, who owns cash, starts rounding up the three boroughs. And he leads them to the hitching post.
1: Morty, you're getting shiny,
3: buddy.
0: Each donkey is given a good brush, and then another pass over with a rounded metal tool with teeth on it. It's for shedding. He's shedding a lot. With loving efficiency, Tony, Mike, and Kevin pick out the dirt and rocks from a V-shaped indent in the bottom of each donkey's hooves. They're making sure the donkeys are comfortable, that they don't have any irritating burrs or rocks stuck in their hooves. They're getting the donkeys ready to run with the club. And with me. Are you ready to donkey run today? I think so. We haven't lost anybody yet,
1: so... All right. We're an on-time machine, it looks like.
0: But the burros didn't want to make it too easy.
3: So, when you're all set and you got your time just perfect and you're ready to go, they poop. So, then you gotta clean that up. Another 10 minutes.
0: Loading the donkeys onto the trailer can sometimes cause delays, but today, everyone gets in just fine.
1: And that's how you load donks efficiently. You there? There's let's go donk it. Yeah, let's donk it up.
0: We need. Donk it up, I donk like that. It, uh, <laughs> we hop in our respective cars and drive a few miles to Bear Creek Regional Park. Kevin organizes borough runs in different parks and trails to keep it interesting for the runners and for the donkeys. Today is Sunday, and it's donkey day. Because the guests of honor are here, it feels like a special occasion. Nearly two dozen people have gathered for the run. Humans have brought their dogs and their young kids. Are you Carol? I you am. Like Carol, we
2: finally yeah, meet. Hi, right
0: Nice Sweet to meet you, you finally. Yes. Hi, guys. This you ready, Reese
2: and Gavin, and Rachel's yes. dogs. You ready She'll to do back. this? You
1: can just go down. and then You said the wuggies pick up the field. Yeah, you
2: can't go behind them, because they might no. kick you.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too close behind them. You can
2: go uh-uh. in the front.
0: Yeah, in the front. Carol Ann is here with her three-year-old twins and 10-year-old daughter, Rachel. She's been corresponding with Kevin for the better part of a year, but this is her very first Roscoe's Runners event. She's been going through treatment for breast cancer, several surgeries, and chemotherapy, and her doctor just cleared her for participation. Another runner is grooming a donkey named Compostella. Her name is Annette, and she's actually the manager at Roscoe's Coffeehouse. She's only run with Compostela once, and that was just recently. But it was love at first sight. Do you feel the same magic you felt last time? Yes. She's sweet. Look at her. Look at those eyes. (laughs) It's a beautiful, sunny day. Not too hot. Everyone seems in a good mood, at ease. A runner named Kathy, whose husband and son are both there as well, she offers me a few words of encouragement. I mean, it's so fun and they're so sweet. That's the thing I didn't realize. I mean, they'll hug you, kind of, you know, they'll lean into you, hug you. So it's so, it's just the, and it just makes running fun. Yeah. And then Tony walks up.
3: So Rachel, would you like to run with Roscoe?
0: Yes. I think that is the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Running with burrows can be unpredictable, but it's not all chaos. There's a set of basic commands that helps you and your burrow get on the same page. Tony walks me through Running With Donkeys 101.
2: I can
3: get his attention, right? like walk. See that? And uh-huh. you now he knows to walk. He's
0: like, Ooh, that's. Tony reaction. taps Roscoe on the butt with a rope. Not hard, but enough that he notices. Whoa, of course, is slow down. To get him to stop, you flick the end of the rope in front of his nose, not hitting him, just in front.
3: See how he stopped and backed up? There.
0: On uphills, you want to be behind or beside him. On downhills, I'm supposed to get in front of him so he doesn't barrel down the hill too quickly. It's a way for me to set the pace. I try not to imagine an 850-pound animal on my heels or what would happen if I tripped.
3: Just easy, and if you ever, ever feel like, oh my gosh, I can't hold on to,
0: just let go of the rope. And you're supposed to bunch the rope in your hand instead of wrapping it around your wrist. If the donkey takes off, you want to be able to let go easily. You'll be a pro. <laughs> Are you nervous? Yes! Of course I'm I can nervous! Tell. <laughs> good! You'll have fun. Tony and his daughter, Sam, assure me they'll be right next to me the whole time. And I certainly hope so, because... Yeah,
1: pretty much everybody here.
0: ...it is time. The group gathers around Kevin.
1: We stop at every trail intersection to regroup. So this is a no asses left behind. I know, I said I was done with the ass jokes. You know that's not true. Um, So no asses left behind. We stop at every trail intersection and the top of any hills, just so we regroup. Everybody stays together. Everybody has a safe and fun time.
0: Sam starts with Roscoe to show me how it's done. The beginning is a tangle of dogs and burrows. It's a little chaotic, and I'm really glad I'm negotiating it alone. So Ross and I are struggling at the moment to get going. Come on, buddy. But a few minutes in, when the crowd thins out, Sam hands me the rope, and I take it. Right away, we go uphill.
3: And there you go. He's just going to walk up this hill nice and easy. If you want him to go a little faster, just take this and go...
0: When the trail flattens out, we start running again. And it felt a little like handling a new car. We started trotting a little too fast, but then when I eased off, Roscoe started walking again. Okay, okay, your first donkey run ever. (laughs) What are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. This is pretty amazing. I've got like donkey breath on my arm. Sam kindly took over my recording equipment while I was running. Donkey breath on your arm now. Does it smell good? During my run with Roscoe, I held the rope incorrectly. We walked more than maybe we should have, but he was slow and forgiving, and Tony stayed with me the whole time, offering commands when I was reluctant, giving both me and Roscoe a little nudge when necessary. There are pictures of me on this day, and in one in particular, I've got this open-mouth, whole-face smile. I'm running next to this very big, very gentle-looking donkey, and there are just, like, stunning mountains behind me. And then, in no time at all, it was oh, over. Right? Uh, how was that? That was awesome! <laughs> I didn't feel super comfortable figuring out how to handle her, or him, but, um, but obviously he did a great job himself. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I just got back from the run, getting some water, I feel very accomplished, and uh, it was awesome. I just kept wishing that the club was here. It was in New York instead of here. It's so fun, it was so fun, and I didn't even think about how out of shape I was once. It was just amazing, I loved it. People mill around, they pet the donkeys and take pictures with them. I take a picture with them too. The affection that Tony and Kevin and Mike and the rest of the group have for those animals, it's clear and powerful. Kevin believes that the burrows bring people closer.
1: You teach somebody else not only how to do it, but why to do it. And that forms a more unique bond between people. So, so you're kind of using that donkey as an intermediary or the catalyst to, to strengthen human connections.
0: The people I met joined Roscoe's runners for a number of reasons. Some came for the donkeys, others community. Some members have husbands deployed, new babies or both. One is going through a divorce. Carol Ann, the runner with the twins and the 10-year-old. Kevin talked to her for a year before she came out for a run.
1: Yeah, so 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 that's another thing that's really, really rewarding is, you know, you get these emails from folks and, and they say, You know, I'm coming from this major cancer experience and I'm scared to come out and run. And I'm like, don't be. We've got, you know, we're here to support you. It's a big community. And sometimes that process can take months because she's still going through her, you know, her cancer therapy and just not ready to run again. And so finally got to meet her today for the first time. And it was kind of amazing. (laughs) You know, It really was cool.
0: After meeting the donkeys at the run, she's thinking of fostering one. And it makes me think how taking one chance, talking to a tall guy with a burrow in Kevin's case, how that one chance can ripple through an entire community. And how that choice has affected Kevin's life, too.
2: Get <laughs> hey in there, farmer boy! I didn't know I married a farmer! <laughs> <laughs> I meet him in Hawaii, and he brings me to the, brings
0: me to the farm. It's like Green Acres.
2: <laughs>
0: Kevin and his wife, Suzanne, are inspecting a barn. Kevin's standing in the hayloft, and Suzanne is looking up at him, reflecting on the man she married and all that's changed since. When they moved to Colorado Springs three years ago, they built their dream home. Kevin has an office where he displays his medals, and he can hit the trails without even needing to get in his car. Suzanne's got a large room in their finished basement that's dedicated solely to her quilting. They were sure they would never leave. And yet, here they are, looking at properties with a realtor. This is really cute. It's adorable. It's like flowers hanging from the little door. If it was a beautiful house, I would take it in an instant. The new dream would be to have a house on five-ish acres. Two donkeys. And they want to be close enough to town so that maintaining the run club isn't too challenging. And, of course, they'd like trails right outside their door. This open house we visit, this is not the house for them. But no matter, there's no deadline and there are other listings to see. They both admit it's unexpected how they got here. Sure, Kevin loved Donkin, but Tony lets Kevin take Morty out whenever he wants. It's a pretty sweet situation. But not long ago, Kevin was on a ranch, volunteering at a burrow rescue called Save the Wild American Borough. Because that's how he spends his free time now, putting up fences and helping with donkeys. He was there with a few other members of Roscoe's Runners. And he turned to another member and said,
1: and i said you know this would be the life to uh, you know have a you know small piece of land and you know have some animals and take care of them and a big huge garden and all that And i was kind of afraid to mention that to my wife cuz she was like no it's our forever house but so i finally bought the courage up to me a few days and she's like yes why aren't we doing that you know
0: the club and the burrows have just brought them so much joy as my weekend was winding to a close I sat down with Kevin and Suzanne in their dream home to talk a little bit about how far they've come. If meeting Tony changed Kevin and Suzanne's life forever, there was one other thing that happened in the early 2000s that made that second encounter possible.
1: So I was fat. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, I had retired from the Coast Guard and, you know, there was a lack of exercise in my life and I put on a lot of weight and... One day, I saw a picture of myself, and I didn't recognize the person in the picture.
0: Kevin saw a nutritionist. He learned how to eat healthier, and the nutritionist asked Kevin to walk 30 minutes every day.
1: Um, But I had remembered, you know, about five years early, I had done a 5K, and I wanted to see what running felt like again when I started to lose weight, and it felt amazing. So I kept running, and then I kind of got a little crazy with the running. And he lost Uh, 90 pounds.
0: He ran a 5K. Yeah, and I said, well, I want to do one of those 5Ks. Suzanne started running, too. Kevin completed a 10K, half marathons, marathons, three Ironmen. Suzanne ran marathons. They ran races all over the country.
2: Oh, we were living in suburbia, Virginia. You know, if somebody told me two years ago I'd be running with a donkey, I'd go, what?
0: You know, like, are you crazy? But Since Kevin started the running club, Suzanne has moved from road running to running on trails. She's run with donkeys, and she's even completed an official Packborough race. Suzanne is the club's greatest promoter. And that's not just because she's a people person, which of course she is. She adores running with the club. She cares deeply for the members, donkeys included. I didn't start running until
2: I was in my 50s. And it's been really great because I just feel it's really keeping me youthful. I'm like the oldest person in our club. (laughs) And um, I'm just proud to be in my 60s and still <laughs> keeping up with the kids that are in their 20s 30s 40s <laughs> so a lot so of this she basically kicks
1: ass is, <laughs> is what we're trying to say so you know, so, you know cool. a lot of
2: those kids don't realize they're running with a old lady here that i'm 63 years old and i'm running you know i'm keeping up so i'm just really happy that i found this in my life because it's i don't feel my age at all you know i just Feel like I could just keep going and going and it's, it's just opened up such wonderful friendships.
0: The club has helped them meet people in the area. In fact, they found a faster community here than all the years they would lived in Virginia. It's just
2: so wonderful to meet strangers. You have so many friends out there. <laughs> friends you don't know you have yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: At this point, I get teary too. The reason I wanted to do this story is that I've lived in Brooklyn for four years now, and I've had a hard time meeting people. I have wanted to join a running club since I arrived, but I don't know, I've been too nervous. Maybe I'm not fast enough, maybe I won't fit in. And across from me, there are people like Suzanne and Kevin who have literally transformed their lives to welcome other people. Welcome them into the club, into the sport, into borough racing. And for the weekend I was there, into their home. And I'm not even sure they know how amazing that is. What an impact that gift has on other people.
2: I'm just looking for the next adventure. And apparently
0: it's donkeys.
1: (laughs) And I think it's kind of opened up your eyes to some of my crazy, maybe, you know.
0: (laughs) Now you can enjoy your crazy together. Exactly. Right,
1: yeah.
0: This episode was produced by me, Rachel Swaby. I had editing help this week from Sylvia Ryerson and Brian Dalek. Thank you so much to Sam White for taking over interview duties while I ran with her family's burrow. And thanks to Kevin and Suzanne Shaw and Tony White for being such welcoming hosts. If you want to see pictures of the burrows, the videos Kevin sent me, and pictures of me running with Roscoe, you should check out our show page at runnersworld.com audio. You will not be disappointed. The burros are amazing, and the videos, ah, so much joy. You will love them, I promise. I think this story was so fun that I'd like to do it again. So I'd love to hear from you. I want to know why you started running or why you continue running. You can email me a short paragraph or two at rwaudio at rodale.com. That's rwaudio at rodale.com. And you might have a chance to be on this podcast. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in two weeks.